What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Smoking Section. I'm your host, KJ. And I'm Ross K. And on today's episode, we are joined by a community member, a grower known on Instagram as MicroGrowZone. He's here to share some of his experience with growing and just talk cannabis with us. So welcome, Michael. How's it going, man? We got a lot of mics in our community. So how's it going, dude? How you guys doing? Good, good. I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Oh, man. Well, you, uh, you're a, a buddy of Rasta's, right? You're, uh, a... yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, we've been, yeah, we've been talking for a few months for sure. Trying to help out growing and just talking cannabis all the time, man. And I figure why not get him on the show because he's got questions and we've got answers. Awesome. Well, that you came to the yeah. right place. So before we get into it, though, part of the smoking section is uh, we got to get something lit up, something to smoke on. What you guys smoking on? I'm smoking on some Blue Zeroso again by Alabrige Genetics. Some flour. It's kind of all I, I got know. right now. Deliciousness. <laughs> it is, man. Flour's I won't smoke too much and forget what I was going to say. <laughs> Flour's good, though. It's- I mean, you can pack a bulk, you can roll something, you can put in a dry vape. I think flour is good. And you get some good flavor, too. I also have some flour, my own mango aisle from Daz, the one and only Night Owl Seeds. Very nice. Um, yeah. Well, I've actually got a little bit of rosin from a friend of mine uh, here nearby. Uh, they grew out some uh, forbidden fruit. I don't know if you guys... Ever tried is that the big green guy? Is that the big green guy? Um, I don't, I don't know. Is it's it not auto, from? Right? It's not from him. This is uh. No, I mean the strain is. Uh, the big green guy created that or no? That sounds so. No, familiar. I don't think so. It does sound familiar though. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. That's kind of a that's kind of a big time one in the uh, photo period world. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so it's got some crazy terps. It's definitely unmistakable. It's it's literally like uh, like a fruit punch type of terpene almost. I mean, it, they hit the nail on the head with the forbidden fruit name. Sounds delicious, dude. I still to this day have not tried any really good rosin myself, man. Hey, man. Speaking of your blue Zeruso, I uh, actually just put down a tangy tibuana. Tibuana, nice. is that how you say it? Yeah. Yep. I had a I had a pack of his F uh, twos, so I'm getting my cocoa tent rolling again, and uh, that was that was actually one of them that I uh, chose to put down. Hell yeah, dude! So, you're gonna love the results from that. Now your cocoa tent is it? Uh, what is that running on? Buckets, auto pots, just bags? No, just uh, fabric pots. Just fabric some... pots, okay. There's a particular fabric pot that I, I really like um, that has the little rivet holes all along the top for training. Mm-hmm. I get yeah. on Amazon for like, I don't know, 15 bucks for, uh, I don't know, five or eight pack or something. Yeah. I got a question. Now, with the auto flowers, and you said F2, which I believe my mango aisle is F2. Some breeders do sell autos F1. Now, how much of a difference of terpenes and even yield, say, would be 
you know, the difference between F1 and F2, whereas F2 is just more stable, correct? Well, um, just like, take for instance, like growing, mango. Like, mm -hmm. So, so like your mango aisle, um, my assumption, I haven't grown it myself. My assumption is it's, it's supposed to have like mango terps. Mm -hmm. right, right. Okay. So basically whatever Daz did, he picked two particular cultivars that he really liked. And whenever he bred them together, that particular pheno came out like mangoey, And that's, that's, that's what he liked. So mm -hmm. he continued growing more of the same phenos, you know, the brothers and sisters mm -hmm. of uh, that particular mango plant that he liked, found a couple, crossed those, something that he wanted, you know, to, to really probably double down on, you know, the mango terps. So he's going to put those two together and that's going to bring you to your F2. So the idea is that hopefully there's more mango type of phenos that you will get out of f2s than out of the f1 packs i'll say as a new grower and i'm looking at i'm on a website i'm looking for a good uh grow and i see f1 and then another uh, strain that says f2 as a new grower what would be like the easier route to go to or should i just you know figure out my space or like is the f1 going to grow bigger than the f2 is the f2 you know vice versa what would a new grower i think that's going to all depend on the pheno man like you could have some f1s that i've had that have grown pretty nice and then i've had f2s and f3s that have grown a lot better and i think that's because like you said earlier it's like more stable and like kj was saying it's like if you for your mango aisle you're just once he finds that terp that he likes, he's just crossing it again with the same thing and making it even stronger and making it stronger. So in my head, that's how I see it is it's like you're perfecting that plant through the Fs or through sexing or through whatever, as long as you're just continuing that line. Yeah, in in my opinion, if if you're if you mean what does what does the very end user want to buy? The end user want to buy buy like F eights, F nines. That's what the end yeah. user <laughs> Because they know what they're going to get every single time when they pop it. This is my favorite weed. When I grow this seed, it's going to come out, <laughs> you know, with only like one or two different phenos, you know, and I like them both, you know, so perfect, right? Well, whenever you get into like F1s, there's more of a chance you're going to have like five or six phenos that, that may come from that. And some may not taste anything like that, right? Now, that's not the mm -hmm. case every time, but it can be. And that's just yeah. kind of the, the general consistency is that you're, working your strain to stabilize it to be more of what you're breeding it for you know whether you're bringing it breeding it for terpenes size structure spacing you know uh variegation even you know i think that's how the freak show came about mm -hmm. so that's definitely what you want if, if, if you're if you're not looking to get variety out of it then you want something specific go for like an, an f5 or f8 or something that's one of the ones i just put down i think uh i just put down some gelato autos from james loud that was another okay. one that i put in the cocoa tent that's a f5 so i'm hoping that's going to give me the pheno that he was really looking for like it, when, when he picked the pheno of, of that gelato that's the one i'm hoping that i get so i know kind of what he was aiming for so you have that, and then you have the other side, like um, 
for instance, the, the plaza lights, you know, I'm a sucker for pineapple terpenes in my weed. So we have, um, we had Casey genetics come on. He actually sent in a few beans for me to try. I grew out his plaza lights, which was, um, it's, uh, pineapple runts from ethos. And I think that's crossed with, um, Pina auto or pineapple auto mm-hmm. also from, from ethos e- too. also yep. from ethos. Cause he's going for pineapple turps. That was the idea, mm-hmm. right? That's also crossed with, I think it's either blue slushy or kiwi slushy. One of those two. I can't remember exactly. Either way, it's really cool to grow something expecting a certain outcome. And when it grows out and it, and it like fulfills that, what, you know, what you were looking for, there's, there's nothing better. Like I grew that out and it's, it is just this stinky, ripe pineapple, sweet smoke. Like it's, it's great. Great, that's what mm-hmm. I was looking for. Awesome. But that guy's guess, working yeah. that line, so there's not a, not a huge probability that I'm gonna find too many phenos. Are there a lot of auto breeders out there that go and sell like F5, F6 beans? The good ones, more like super stable, super stable. So I know mm-hmm. I hear it takes a lot to breed autos. It takes a long time. Um. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm stable. Like if, that, you're going, if you're going, if you're going to F5. like F5s. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're going, if you're stabilizing them, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's gonna how you're gonna get the best results, though, man. The best, like you were saying, the best terpene profile. Here's I mean, even thing. Daz, dude. Daz releases F2s and F3s, and even his F2s, yeah, dude, are yeah. like they are so fire, man. And whatever comes dude, from my mango, dude, is straight fire, man. I've grown the I've grown that Pina Auto before, and it is. It was so frosty, dude. My mango oh. aisle, the only thing I can think of is sweet tarts. Just candy. I don't know how or why. Just it's the only thing that comes to mind. It's just like mm-hmm. a go-to. Like fruit, dude. Yeah, that mango. It doesn't, that make you, it doesn't make you lazy or just like focused. You can like, oh, yeah, wow. Like, I'm awake. Like, let's go. Yeah, I can yeah, keep man, going he, for more. With the uh, ethos name drop on that one, you know, I like ethos. I did their, uh, I did the was it the planet of the grapes that that was yes, a dude. I've had stuff. that before. Yes, one of my buddies grew that and gave me some of it, thankfully. And I even shared that with my wife too, because I like you open it and it hits you with grapes, dude. Yeah, it was that was good stuff, man. That was good stuff. So whenever ethos dropped that pineapple runts, I also really like runts. So it was like match made in heaven. Like I had to pineapple sweets. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, man, all the good breeders will work out certain lines. You know, of course, they're not going to do every single strain that they create. Mm-hmm. That would take forever, right? But good breeders will will work certain lines, and they'll they'll really work it out um, before they start at least charging astronomical prices. Because you've always got some of those bad players in the market too that are just mm-hmm. chucking some pollen and they're selling F ones for crazy prices just because they can build some Instagram hype on it, you know? Yeah. Nothing nothing against it, but So how about for a new grower into autos? You guys name three you know, top auto breeders are like great for uh newbies, you know, you can't really go wrong. You're really into autos, you know, where, where should they look? 
Huh. There's so many good autoflower breeders, man. And I don't even want to name drop some because I want to forget some of them. But I mean, we already had Alabrije Genetics on here, dude, and his stuff. I've grown out already, and his stuff is just amazing. And just looking through the community. Um, now, Night Owl, you know, I'm going to talk about Night Owl because that's all I grow. And that's all like I get just such good results from. So I think being being from a stable breeder is just where to go. Like like uh, KJ said, you don't want to go with like a breeder that's not really known. That's just throwing about a, uh, throwing a bunch of F ones out. Uh, do your research if you're a new grower and and look into mm-hmm. who's making the seeds. See what their profile looks like. See their background and see what they're actually having. Like Night Owl has descriptions of every pack of seeds he has, and he has like paragraphs written about them you know of like what went into it and what it tastes like and what the structure looks like so you know he's put work into that there's a i mean there's a handful of breeders that i could i guess i could probably recommend you know of course i haven't grown everybody i've never grown a night owl plant but i know they're great mm. um you're going too soon <laughs> but uh <laughs> there's there's plenty i guess i could recommend you know um it it also kind of depends on what you're what you're looking for i think if you uh if you want to grow some purple weed uh definitely go gnome automatics dan over there yeah you you get his jim or coal miner's daughter black strap is the one that i grew it was the purplest bud i have how did it taste that's the that's the thing man is (laughs) Dan <laughs> over at Gnome Automatic, he's really about those earth terpenes in my experience. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I've heard I've heard that it's changed a little bit with like his methane that came out, but uh the black strap is very earthy. It mm-hmm. is, uh, I tried some before. And it my was stuff was it was like river moss and like <laughs> fresh earth. If that makes sense. Didn't he start with like the actual ruderalis itself? I think so. And he also, um, way back, way back, way back. Yeah. Also had some of his, uh, uh, Australian bastard cannabis. I think I got a few of those too. Um, yeah. I've yeah, grown them out definitely three times. Got the man, so that's good stuff. Yeah. About to say, I've grown them out three times and every time it's like the most beautiful fade and really good colors. Yep. Um, if, if you need to grow compact, um, I would say fast buds. Fast buds. I was about to say that. Dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just have a smaller stature. It's whatever the genetics, the base genetics that they've been running with for these years. It's just they have a more compact stature. I mean, not to say that you get any less off of them. It's just no. They can pack. They can pack weight easy. Yeah, they're just smaller, compact little plants. So, um, that's another thing. Yeah, when growing auto, see, I have a three by three, and it's in like my closet. Hence the name Micro Grow Zone. You know, my little, I got my little zone in my closet, little three by three. And before, maybe a couple of years ago, I was thinking, man, I can fit like three, four autos in here. I tried three, and it did get a little crowded. My, that might be based on, you know, what I have in genetics. But for autos, if I do have a three by three, is two, would two plants be the limit? I'm growing autos or can I actually fit three in the three by three train one good or train them all good you know but will they still all get this amount of light back when I was running a smaller setup I had my just my two by four I was growing three at a time Mm -hmm. 
So a three by three, I don't see why you couldn't maybe pack one more in there. I guess it kind of depends on your medium, maybe your pot size. Uh, I would honestly shrink it out, man. What about humidity? Since I have three. You're just going to have to have your exhaust fan turned up. Exhaust and, and do some training, some good training. You really, I mean, you should, you should have your temperature and humidity dialed in no matter how many plants you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it would it would definitely take some training and you definitely have to keep up on like defoliation. That's you my big thing right now. Defoliation, defoliation, that's my thing that I'm struggling with. Because I'm always seeking out flowers. You got a certain amount of time, you're going to do your thing and go and grow, do your thing. And if I sip, snap, or bend something, and my thinking is like new grower, I'm going to give it too much stress. And then, you know, the clock is going to slow down a little bit and have time to repair. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm still learning. Like, everybody does training, defoliation, lollipopping. But for me, it's like, oh, man, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. What the heck? You know? That's I true. feel you I'm there, dude. <laughs> we I all treat my there. plants like hell, though, dude. Like, I just the other day, they're in flower, right? Or they're in early flower, and I went and pinched every single branch, like all, like about six inches from the top, just pinched them and twisted them until they all lay down. And it was yesterday, and now they're all standing straight up right now. They can take it, man, as long as you do it right and don't overdo it. Like uh, KJ said, if your environment's dialed in, they'll come back quick. Yeah, and don't don't completely strip the plant when you're defoliating. You don't you don't oh, take man. everything off, but you can take a majority yeah. of it off, especially um, you know all your lower stuff down there. You can definitely get that. Now, when do you think's the last time to start defoliating? Like how how uh, I guess like day wise, like if you you don't want to defoliate past a certain day, like or you can cause too much stress. Is that possible? Or you think that's just like you can defoliate well, whenever? What I found in my growing is usually I can defoliate until I, I mean, I check them, I check my, my plants daily. So yeah, it's, it's almost like I can just kind of tell that eventually it starts putting all of its energy into bud development and not so much into foliage development, I guess, yeah. you know, cause, cause like in a day I could go in there, you know, and during veg and. I can strip a bunch of leaves off and you give it like two days and they're right back mm-hmm. big, just as big or if not bigger. Right. But eventually you can start taking them off and they're not growing back, but buds, the buds are growing and you're starting to see more and more of the stigmas and pistols. Right. So, yeah. So you'll stop defoliating uh, when flower time, correct? Or as auto flowers, you can still go at it. You can still go at it in early flower, but like I said, eventually you'll 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 see that it's not worried about making any leaves anymore. It's more like we got to hurry up, make some bud in case we can make some seeds to try to survive. Like that's its yeah. mission. So it is. There is like a timer to it. You know, when you plant the seed, the clock starts ticking. But I guess maybe just over. Over a couple of plants growth, and you, you know, just growing plants. It's uh, kind of how you learn their timing, mm-hmm. just by watching. Every cultivar is different too. You know, it, some of them last a little longer. Some might be a little shorter. Uh, a whole bunch of variables, I guess. Yeah, there really is. There's so many variables with autoflowers, man. 
because photo periods you can just keep them in a veg state for however long you want and then flip a light schedule and there you go just wait till flower and let them do their thing the autos you are on a time crunch like you can't really you don't have time to mess up and that's why i like pinching air super cropping or doing the cushman chiropractic you know just because i know my plants can take it it's not too stressful but it's also a good way to really like uh train it i guess really get those nutrients flowing through the stems what do you guys think about that autoflower if the roots hit a bottom of something that triggers the flowering i think it's bs uh i don't think that's true at all Uh, it's because i use i transplant many times and i've had the roots take over the whole little four inch pot and then i put it in a three gallon pot and that thing gets about four and a half feet tall well, I've I've got a DWC tent as well, right? And that's that's where I'm growing in just a five gallon bucket of water instead of mm-hmm. uh, dirt. And well before it starts to flower, I've got a giant big white root ball in the bottom of that bucket. Yeah, yeah. I think I think mm-hmm. it can kind of that kind of determines how big the plant will ultimately be by the end of its life. I mean, obviously, if you put a autoflower in a one-gallon pot, it's going to hit the bottom way sooner and only have enough room to flower a little bit and support a yeah. little bit of bud versus a plant in a five-gallon pot. So, well, I, had, I have seen some big autos in one gallon, but I believe they're in cocoa. So that matters as well, correct? Yeah, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess if you're using cocoa... Good. Your medium? Yeah, I think so. I think cocoa is probably one of the best mediums you can use out there for as far as yield goes, because you're just, it's like an inert medium almost, and whatever you're feeding it is just getting it. For autoflowers as well? I think so. I mean, that's all I grew in for the first three years was just straight cocoa. And I said, but the only thing is I got tired of uh, buffering it all the time, so I just switched to something else. Commercially, I've had experience with grodan cubes and i have trouble growing autos in grodan and i don't know why i flush them just as i would if i was you know doing any work with photo periods so we, we flush the lime and we get the ph adjusted right and rockwell is definitely the best way to grow commercially as far as photo periods um mm-hmm. autos like i said i don't really have the best luck with that but um as far as I've seen, my biggest plants come from DWC, and I'm not far behind. Like, I mean, they're pretty much neck and neck is my cocoa stuff. But yeah. then I have my third tent, which I usually have like a living soil um, in a couple five gallons. And those plants always end, they end up stinkier, but they're always smaller. That's what so, I was going to That's why I'm glad you made a point of that, because that's what I wanted to tell you, Mike, or Micro, is you always wanted to grow organic and when you're growing organic before remember you said you can't really get more than two ounces and i think that's Mm -hmm. why because it's just it's hard to do that in just a water only because that's what you were doing right weren't you using the nature's living yep nature's living soil yeah i was using uh sohum living soil and it was to be water water only as well um i think i amended once uh, when it was going yep. into flower yep. and it just doesn't, it doesn't ho- quite hold a candle to cocoa 
it, weight wise or size wise. It just, I, I don't know. I guess it's something to do with how, you know, the, the microbes and the myco and all that has to, you know, work synergically. Whereas, uh, salts is just readily available as soon as you pour it in the medium yeah. the plant could just eat it immediately and the plant doesn't know the difference at all that's little something thing. that the we plant. talked about with ben. that's what i heard yeah but like i said my organic stuff always smells stinkier like probably because you're using organic amendments like back guano kelp and you're using like more natural things i feel like so it would it does smell. it i mean it stinks the organic stink i'm sure your stuff didn't smell that good oh no so well, it's like my, I my like cocoa and i can in there <laughs> i can pull out like the, the fruity stuff the gas stuff the cushions all that good stuff nine times out of ten my cocoa is growing some kind of funky skunky you know it's strong it's definitely frosty it's just yeah. a, smaller plant and it smells skunky versus gassy God, i feel like i want to try it man with like a little one gallon just yeah. to see this is an interesting observation you know i like growing any kind of way but uh, yeah i want to try speed runs uh line for sure with that yeah is uh the the full auto stuff and then they've got the mm-hmm. uh, organic version that he's he's bringing out man uh autopotamus ran uh i think i think he was running you know i don't know what nutrients he was running but he was uh growing i think it was supreme runts or granite haze one of those two got over a thousand of yeah 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 oh you gotta get plants like he gets them dude he definitely grows with salts huge yeah. man i'm huge. trying to remember the newts uh he posted it on the Yeah, but he also has his lights twenty four. I remember. I, I, I remember him saying that, dude. And it's like yeah. I tried that before. My plants do not like it, Mine like at all. Is. Yeah, mine uh, definitely do not like twenty four hour. They really don't really even care for twenty hour. To be honest, I found yeah. eight, eighteen or nineteen is about where they really like it. And by the end of that, 18, 19 is whenever I can notice the leaves are starting to droop and they're they're tired. They're ready for a break. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then as soon as the lights get ready to come on, they're praying. Yep. That's what I like. Yeah, I always done 18, 6. Probably just for energy cost, though. <laughs> So tell us about your grow, Michael. What uh, what's your what's your setup? You said you had a little three by three, or you you have uh, like an LED light. You growing, you're trying to grow in soil. Yeah, I got three by three. I'm using the Ion S board uh, from AC Infinity, the three three by three one. Right on. Uh, man, that's so freaking bright. Yeah, I've had to buy those glasses to protect my eyes. It's so bright. I mean, I'm in the closet, not too small, but you know, enough for a three by three. And before I had just a regular LED from like Amazon. It was just like, oh my God, big comparison. Like you definitely notice. (laughs) It's like, holy crap. You got a legit grow light. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I do some research with lights. Um, And then yeah, finding that cycle. I was like, 
man, 24, that's like a lot, I would think, for a plant, even autoflower. I know some can grow with 24, but I'm like 18.6 should do. So I've been doing that. I Every auto I think I've done is 18.6. Uh, last one I did was that mango aisle from uh, Night Owl Seas. Uh, man, yeah, they really like that light. I was growing in uh, Coco Loco from Fox Farm. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of stuff in that mix. Like, I don't know if it's just cocoa or it's like a mix. No, it's like a potting soil mix, man. I was going to say. And I've actually that's all I that, use. that it's kind of hot. Like a, Not at all, dude. No, not at all. My idols. I put, I put the seeds wet. straight in there, man, and they grow like yeah. I got to feed them for like 20 days because they just they're taking all the nutrients in from the cocoa loco. Interesting. So I noticed like by day 25 or maybe even 30, that's when I'll notice um, some changes with my leaves. And that, that's when I got to see my thing is nutrients. Like I'm burning my plants or sometimes it's like uh, potassium issues and always go low, up, man. Up to like. That coca local is so good up to at least like day 30. But like now I'm thinking, am I feeding a little bit early or are feeding too late? Because my last one, I did too late, honestly. I did burn my plants my last run with a mango aisle, but it's still, I still had great quality. I wasn't disappointed. But yeah, I noticed that burn. So with autos, you know, I know we remember like feed less, but I'm still trying to learn how, like how much and when. You know, yeah. what, uh, what I do is I use something called 2-4 from Royal Gold. And it uh, it doesn't have any nutrients in it. So it's just straight cocoa perlite mix. And get it in a, the big orange bag. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm actually able to recycle it because it doesn't have any anything, any kind of like release, slow release or compost or anything in it. It's just straight cocoa, right? Um so I'll I'll load my pots up with that, plant my seed, and I have a couple of uh, six gallon jugs. Um, they're like recycled jugs from a commercial grow of the uh, nutrients. They're like big nutrient jugs, and I'll fill them up with water and I'll make a batch of food, uh, whatever I'm using, General Hydro, uh, cutting edge solutions, crop salt, whatever, and I'll make uh, two batches of food. So I'll just have 12 gallons basically ready to rock and roll have it ph'd um, i would generally throw a an air stone in it just to keep it oxygenated make sure that you know any kind of gaseous chlorine is removed from it while it sits and uh, mm-hmm. i will literally just once a day i'll just go in there and i'll hit them with so much water um, my magic number is somewhere between 600 and 1400 milliliters and uh, that's usually just enough in a three gallon pot of uh cocoa perlite kind of a drained waste situation when i see it start dripping out the bottom into the into the catch uh, catch pan underneath that's about mm-hmm. time to stop yeah you have to do that with cocoa i feel like you have to flush out all those other salts that were just in there are you adding cow mag too since it's straight cocoa well um the cutting edge solutions no but with the general hydro, I do, yes. Mm. 
if I if, and you know if I am to notice there's a cow mag issue going on, I've got some on hand. I'll just start adding that to the feed. You know. Yeah, if you get a good cocoa source too, a lot of it's uh, buffered and washed. Like I was yeah. getting a Gorilla Boost, and then I got Growers Cocoa, and they like triple wash it. It's pH buffered. It's like ready to go out the bag. And whenever you recycle it like I do, then yes, you do usually have to use some cow mag to kind of help rebuff. Uh, yeah, you got to buffer it again. Do you reuse your cocoa, uh, Rasta? Nah, man. You it know? goes straight out. It goes straight out to the compost. Does it go? They have so much stuff in it. Like, I just, I mean, just... to be to be honest with you, like. It's just, if I let, I mean, I wouldn't even know how to start, dude, because I would have to dump it into a pile somewhere or like it into like a big bin. And then I'd have to add something like some enzymes to be able to eat all those roots and all the dead material out. And then from that point, I've got to probably add some more nutrients, not nutrients, but like maybe recharge and some other stuff to like kind of keep stuff alive in there. I feel like it's a lot of work, man. When I can just $25 a big ass bag, dude. Yeah, the price is not that bad. No, I haven't reused any yet, but I was wondering. Does your grocery stores have any other types of cocoa? Yeah, they have the HP Pro Mix. They've got, uh, uh, they have cocoa. Uh, Fox Farm makes something. Can't think of the name. It's straight cocoa. Um, I don't remember, but they have they carried that too. But I just, dude, I went with Coco. I went with Coco Loco, and I'm not turning back because it's just been great, dude, especially for auto flowers. Yeah. Well, if you ever wanted to, you would need something a little bit cleaner, uh, something more that would drink Coco. And literally what I do, I've got, like, just some leftover Rubbermaid totes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll just dump it in there, and I'll let it dry out. And once it's dried, I can literally just shake all the cocoa and perlite out of the root ball compost the root ball and um, oh yeah. so you don't break it all up you just keep the whole plant like with the root attached like the stem attached still yeah so whenever i cut my plant See, I, I was breaking it, it up i cut it all the way down and then I, I take the whole pot and everything out there and i just put it in the tote in my shop let it dry out mm-hmm. once it's dried out i can get the whole piece out of the pot and then usually i can shake all the cocoa and perlite from the root ball okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, that makes a lot more sense because I was breaking. I was putting mine into a pile with the roots. And I was taking a shovel and breaking it all up, trying to like break up as much material as I could. Oh no, yeah, I can let it dry out, and you can literally just shake, shake it all out of the root ball, and it's like ready to go again. You just you're not worried about salt, salt buildup or salt toxicity in there. Oh no, I, I flush. I do too, but you don't think there's anything that sticks I around? I haven't had an issue so far. Other yeah. than having that little cow mag. Nice. Cow mag. All it reminds me of that yeah. ringing the bell. <laughs> yeah. Man, that yeah, that's why I stayed away from, like, man, cow mag, I don't know if they got me in trouble or helped me, but yeah, once I found that Coco Loco, I didn't even use cow mag. No, you don't have to, especially if you're using mega crop too, man. It has cow mag in there. Yeah. Same with the uh, the cutting edge solutions. This has a uh, cow mag built into it too. Yeah. Speaking of that, I recently uh, got a pro tip that I followed. 
um, you got one of those little magnetic stirrers with the uh, like the glass speaker. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it makes mixing nutrients so easy. Yeah, I was using that before for because uh, I had one when I was doing mushrooms, like mushroom cultivation to like make liquid culture and all of that stuff. Yeah. And I tried mixing my nutrients with it, but I couldn't get anything big enough. So I'd have to use like a small mason jar and then I'd have to like make almost a concentrate. You know what I mean? Yeah, usually like I'd have I'd to do. use like like a cup of water vert to like a bunch of nutrients and then dump that into my one gallon reservoir. Oh, yeah. Well, I do like five to five or six gallons at a time. So you're thinking got, stir that? I got a, uh, let's see, what is this? It's a 500 milliliter Carter Science borosilicate uh, beaker. It's like a, <laughs> a cylinder. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Put it right on that huh. thing and mix up uh, whatever salts in a little bit of water, usually like two or 300 milliliters. Okay. Yeah, it blends it all up, and then I just pour it into the five-gallon bucket of nutrients, and I mix that up. And once I got A and B mixed in, I'll pH it and ready to go. I need that for Mega Crop, man. Even though Mega Crop will dissolve pretty quick in the water, but like sometimes it has those little like hard pellets in there that they need some special help breaking up. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And, yeah, I mean, uh, drop salt kind of does the same thing, um, especially in their veg. They've got something in, like, their veg A, I think, and it takes forever to dissolve. Okay. So do you grow autos with uh, salt? Yep, sure do. How do they taste? Uh, delicious. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't think I've tried salts before. So I'm just, you know, the whole organics and salts freaking pointless thing that's going on in community like forever will never leave with the flavor and turps or you know the whole so a new grower you know with growing autos you know would it just be personal preference or should it you know is it easier growing organic or salt it's like i said salt is easier it's literally just personal preference. I grow all different ways. I have a DWC grow. I've got a cocoa grow with salts. I have an organic tent where I just water and organic soil. I like it all. Like I was saying, like all? the organics has a stinkier, skunkier end result, but it's always less product, less flower at the end. Mm. Whereas my mm. cocoa tent, my DWC tent are getting more weight. You know, I, I'm hitting the flavor marker a little better. There's not really a stink or a skunk. It's more of a gas and whatever pineapple or runts or blueberry or whatever, tangy, whatever we're going for. That's kind of more where salt takes you. Awesome. Well, man, um, I guess uh, I guess we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, where can people find you at on Instagram? It's Micro Grow Zone. Yes, MGZ Micro Grow Zone Instagram. I only have Instagram. Right on, man. Well, you're uh, also here in our Discord too. So true. That is every true. Once in a while, uh, shoot us a little picture. Show us uh, show us some of your work. We got a big definitely, community. Definitely. People help each other with 
issues and problems and they just show off their work get to see all kinds of good bud beautiful flowers awesome time so rost is here with me uh of course uh our other partner mike (laughs) so Mm -hmm. he uh he's there too yes sir If anybody's awesome. got any questions, hop into the Discord and uh, and talk to us. But uh, yeah, or anyway. shoot me a DM on Instagram if you got any questions. Especially that's where I'm. That's where you'll find me at mostly. So, uh. that's it. So I think that's going to do it for this episode of the smoking section. So if you aren't already, go follow him on Instagram at microgrowzone. And don't forget to keep up with everything we got going on at the Autoflower Review by hopping into our Discord. Links for that's on the website. Remember to like and add us to your favorites on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all that good jazz. As always, grow for good. Bye.